We're putting the band back together. Twisted Minds brought you the original fan ball. We had a bad time with enough to turn goat piss in the gas This is the Fan Ball Fantasy Football Podcast. If you're dumb, surround yourself with smart people. And if you're smart, surround yourself with smart people who disagree with you. Welcome to Fantasy Football Almost Daily and the Fanball Podcast. I think that's the official name, right? Fanball sure. Podcast. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go on both. Yeah, we'll do. We'll do that. Uh, I am Paul Jarchi, and my co-hosts today are Scott Fish and Jay Clemens. Hello, guys. Hey. It's Tuesday as we're recording, uh, which means it's waiver wire day, and so let's uh, let's talk through really busy running back waiver wire this week and. I, you know, maybe we'll do some, uh, some, a quick pass on the other positions, but I want to get really, I want to dive in and get meaty with these running backs because a lot of people got problems now, whether you had, uh, you know, Dalvin cook, or you're going to get going to war with a Baltimore running back. And now you're nervous. If, if you had Ty Montgomery and you don't know what to do, there's lots of things for us to talk about. Let's begin in Minnesota, uh, tragic end of the season to Dalvin cook, who looked to be on pace to give Kareem hunt a run for rookie of the year. Uh, now the Vikings go forward with Latavius Murray and Jarek McKinnon. I am of the belief that it'll be 60-40 Murray and the goal line stuff going to Murray. Does that sound about right? Sounds correct to me. Sure. They were passing to McKinnon a bit a couple weeks ago, but yeah, 60-40 sounds right. Yeah, I think that's going to be the case. And I'm, I'm not, I don't love the fact that Murray's saying he's still not right on the ankle from the offseason ankle injury. Jeez, really? That's now like Four or five months in the rearview mirror? I don't know. Maybe even more. What would have been the plan had they not drafted Cook? You know, Latavius Murray. Yeah. If it's week yeah. five and he's not feeling 100%, how were they going to yeah, get what to if, the Yeah, first, what if yeah. Cook hadn't fallen yeah. to them or they hadn't been able to do the trade to move up? Maybe they'd have Kareem Hunt right now. That's true. You know, <laughs> you know that's true. For <laughs> every action, there's a reaction. Keep in mind, yeah, Kareem yeah. Hunt was yeah. taken with the Vikings pick. In the third round, because the Chiefs went up and traded with the Vikings you to know, get it. Might have been Mixon, too. I felt like Zimmer was liking on Mixon, too. I don't know. A smart yeah. team would have drafted Cook and Hunt in the same on Yeah, the how same about that? Team. Yeah, that would have been awfully impressive. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. Uh, the, Murray doesn't bring a lot to the table here. I think he's an no. utterly mundane runner, but he is a, he is a goal line threat. Um, and so that brings a, 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 a smidgen of value here, but... Otherwise, this thing turns into Arizona, right, where Oof. you got a bunch of guys and, you know, you don't have a good offensive line and there's nowhere to go. And ugh. I've actually encouraged people. I've written about this three different times in the last, what, 48 hours. I've actually encouraged people to trade uh, Murray right now if you have him based because his value, in my mind, won't be any higher. It's only going to go down. It is. It's like <laughs> yeah, the, it could it's be. Like, it's like the old line about don't speak and people will think you're smart instead yeah. of speaking and people think you're a fool. Like, he his numbers can only be so good at this point. Yeah. All right, uh, let's move on. What would you uh, What would you bid for uh, for Murray? What's the situation here? Percentage I, of your of your free agent. I hate this, budget. but I'm the uh, guy who's just not. You're I, just, I, I you're would not pass, in. pass on him hard pass, yeah, hard pass, yeah, yeah. Okay. hard pass. Uh, let's go to uh, Alvin Kamara. Available in twenty percent of leagues, and you know, there's it's the tweets you don't send that you don't send that you regret the most. I, I'm 
I'm sitting there waiting for the game to come on, and I'm like, I just got, I got this feeling Kamara's going to have this big game, <laughs> but I can't quantify it, right? Yep. So I'm looking up Dolphin stats, you know, like against running backs of the year. I'm like, I can't quantify it, so I'm not going to just throw it out there. I, th- I got this feeling because that's yeah. not good enough, right? Right. So I don't tweet anything about Kamara, and he goes off. They threw to him 10 times. You know how many he caught? 10. Yep. 10. Yep. It was a gigantic game, and I wonder – now, it probably won't be quite this lopsided in every game going forward, but guys, he's the best back and he's the best back for the Saints. It's not it, close. It, it, we just talked about what would the Vikings have done, you know, had they not drafted right. Cook. Maybe yes. I, there's no reason for the Saints outside of just sheer pride and stubbornness to keep rostering Adrian Peterson, Peterson because they, they are set already at running back with Ingram and Kamara. And even, God forbid, if something should happen injury wise, there's not a hold that Ingram and Kamara have that Peterson could fill even if he had more touches. Kamara can run yeah. through the tackles. We, we've, we got, seen we've seen it. it. Yeah. Yeah. He's averaging seven targets per game, and he's on an offense that throws the ball 63% of the time. So, you know, he's always going to be involved that way. Yeah. And I think sooner or later they just phase Peterson almost out of this offense altogether, and there's just that many more <laughs> carries to the, go around. The body language for Peterson on the sidelines is incredible because he knows if he doesn't do anything with that one or two touches – He's yeah, not getting yeah. in where Kamara, Kamara, whatever it is. I got to learn to pronounce it correctly. Uh, Don't he, feel bad, by the way, because it's K A M A R A, but it's pronounced K A M E. Fun fact so, on that: Kamara. his mom pronounces it differently than he does. Okay, yeah, that's okay. right. So yeah, the family won't, can't won't get it straight. Bad. That's, that's right. fine. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we all agree. If Kamara's out there, you're going to put a big, you're going to put a big bid on him, right? Yes, I've got forty percent is where I've got him fair. right now. Assuming I'm fair. not. Just stupid with running backs. Uh, I'm going to go 50 to 60 percent minimum. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right, even higher. Kamara uh, is what people hoped Cohen would be this season. I think. Yeah, yeah, that could be. That's a good way to put it. Uh, Alex Collins, although he's been Cohen's been fine too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Alex Collins has is averaging 8.2 yards per carry. He's got more rushing yards in the last two weeks than Allen and West have got the whole season. Terrence West has looked bad. There's just there's no, there's no way around the kind of season he's having. By the way, do you see Terrence West line from last Sunday? <laughs> Negative seven yards. Yep. Negative seven yards for Terrence West. I think Alex Collins looks like the primary ball carrier yep. there. Buck Allen's going to continue to get some uh, receptions. What would you put on Alex Collins for this week? And any other thoughts you may have? <sighs> that on offense Alex is terrible. Maybe twenty percent. That I, I just I just don't like that offense in general. Right. And, uh, even though week one they ran the ball like forty thousand times, yeah, they, they've kind of gone away from it. Even Alex Khan's great efficiency, but the effic- look at Chris Thompson. Efficiency goes down, mm-hmm. regression to the mean. Right. I think he'll be good, but I, I'm not risking much more than twenty percent on. This him. would be a soft pass for me. I covered the SEC uh, when Collins was there, and to a man, I thought. Jonathan Williams would be a star in the NFL, where I just thought Collins was a decent back. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't like any of the Ravens in this situation. Uh, so to me, it would be, if I need it, I would commit maybe 10 15%. Otherwise, it's a soft pass. Aaron Jones is, uh, people are like trying to scramble to the waiver wire Thursday night to go get Aaron Jones. But this thing with Ty Montgomery is super up in the air, right? Some reports say he could be back sooner than expected. Others say he has multiple broken ribs, which mm-hmm. I guess that I think could, he said that he maybe he did. Yeah. So, well, that would make it very authentic. Um, <laughs> he would know um, it hurts to play on one broken rib. Multiple can't be good. And multiple could mean six. Who knows? Probably not. But, you know, we'll just go with it. Six broken ribs for Ty Montgomery. You heard it here first. Uh, Aaron Jones, what's your level of interest in rolling the dice on Montgomery's backup? 
I like Aaron Jones. I, I, I thought he was the best dynasty buy between him and Jamal Williams coming out. Uh, I, I feel like he's more athletic. I feel like he can catch the ball. I would, I would not mind putting even 20% on him in a week like this. You're just heading into the buys. If Montgomery's gone for three, four, five games, I think it's probably worth it. Well, he, if he is, but he may not miss any games. I know, I know. It's, it's, it's a risk, but there are a lot of injuries out there. Chris Carson, Dalvin Cook. I, th- I think you got to take a chance on these lower guys and not spend your money on high. Like like Latavius Murray is going to be too much. I'd rather get a guy like Aaron Jones in that 10 to 20% range. For me, it's 15% unless, or it's 40 if I actually own uh, Montgomery. You, you know, if it's Montgomery, oh, there you, you, go. you can't pass on that situation if it's a Montgomery thing. Here's the deal I like about the Packers. Even with all their injuries they had last week, they still kept – Hitting the running game, they didn't abandon it. Like they, it's not just some cursory thing mm-hmm. that they pay lip service to. They are at least committed more than uh, probably more than two, maybe more than forty percent of the team. So I'll give them credit for that. Giants running back Wayne Gallman is the sort of the next guy they're trying to see if they can get anything out of. After Perkins has been a disaster, under two yards of carry. Darkwa hasn't looked a lot better, and he's been hurt. Now they try Gallman, and he ends up setting a season high in attempts and yards <laughs> for any running back, but that's only 11 attempts and 42 yards yeah. in any single game. Now he's the next man up. I thought he looked a, a hair better than everybody else. What's your interest in Wayne Gallman? Should we go to the Wayne Gallman desk over there? Okay. Yeah, I, I covered him <laughs> in college. I thought he, he was a productive back. You know, uh, this is a situation where I just don't have any faith in any Giants running back. Say Adrian Peterson was traded to them t- tomorrow. Yeah. I still wouldn't have any faith in them pulling it off. So for him, it would be a cursory 10 to 15 percent. That commitment. offensive line is yeah. terrible. It's, it's really bad. Uh, Andre Ellington was is turning into a PPR superstar. It's insane. And he's basically taken the receiving role that David Johnson had and just you know compartmentalized mm-hmm. that. That's become Andre Ellington's now. And oh, by the way, the David Johnson receiving role is like, you know, RB2 levels of even if yeah. you don't get a carry. So that part has been has been gigantic <laughs> right now. Since Johnson went down in week two, Ellington averaging 72 receiving yards, nine targets. And uh, so far has looked very good. What's uh, He's available in 64% of leagues. What's your interest in Andre Ellington? In just the last two weeks, he, I mean, the receptions give him such an amazingly safe floor. I, mm-hmm. He might be one of those ones that I would also – I'd probably spend more on him than Aaron Jones. He has 14 receptions in the last two weeks, which is more than guys like Crabtree, Pryor, Coleman, Hunt, yeah, Benjamin. Right. <laughs> uh, even like that Theo, bunch of wide receivers yeah, Sammy doing Watkins, what he's doing. Theo, yes. Theo Reddick, Tevin yeah. Coleman mm-hmm. have on the entire season. Yeah. He's had in just the last two weeks. He's, he's a guy that, yeah, I definitely want that safe PPR floor. I, I'd probably good spend a good 20% on him. Okay. If not more, you, you kind of stole my thunder by talking about his stats. Obviously you wrote about it, but it, it's the thing where, do you remember that game last year against Seattle? It was a Sunday night game, a brutal game where David Johnson still had eight catches, 13 targets, 58 yards, and basically cemented his day, you know, his standing as a PPR stud, you know, where you could get the targets. That's what Ellington can be. Uh, Bruce Arians thought he would be this person two years ago. He thought he'd be a 2,000-yard back. Before David Johnson became David Johnson, he thought Ellington could be this. In a PPR league, I'm all in on something like this. So my commitment would be a minimum of 70%. 70? 70. Whoa. They have nowhere else to go. I was thinking except twenty to twenty-five was on the high end. Yeah, Fitz, wow. Fitz, I'm not getting him. <laughs> Johnny Brown, John Brown, and Ellington. That's the offense right there. From a PPR perspective, I'm all in. Wow. So you're ready to break the bank? Yes. On Andre Ellington. 
I like to save my money, and this is exactly why I would save my money for in a FOB situation. Well, they have to pass. Yep. They have no running game, so right, and Ellington's the pass no. catcher. And you have to spend the money sooner or later, and you can't just sit there and say, well, I'll wait till week eight for a major injury. The, the, that injury may come in week week five. There's this as well. Um, it's we're, we're week five now. Money spent today is money that you get to use for another 12 weeks as opposed to making you know, a big push in week 10, and now you only get it for yes. six weeks, right? right. So you've got, more, you've got more time to get value out of the guys that you pay for at this time of year. Uh, one last thing on Andre Ellington. Remember, they tried to move him to wide receiver in the offseason. It mm-hmm. didn't work, and yep. they kept him at running back. So <laughs> it you know, goes without saying. I think they would have put him back anyway, but you're right. It's, it's a good situation for everybody. Let's go to Seattle. Chris Carson's on IR. That was a that ankle injury was obviously really bad. And it, they, Did they confirm it was a broken ankle? Yep. Yeah. They confirmed yep. broken ankle. Bro, I thought it was a broken bone in his leg. Oh, okay. Okay, whatever. But, yeah, yeah. Either way. Something's broken in his leg, and he's, he's not going to be back for a minimum of eight weeks. When when you can put your shoe on backwards, there's something wrong. Yeah, Either that way. is not a good sign. Okay. That's not a good sign. Um, <laughs> let's talk Thomas Rawls and Eddie Lacy. I think Eddie Lacy's a bum, and I see zero. I have zero interest in Lacy. So true. I continue to think that Rawls, in the rare moments when he's healthy, is a far better back than Lacy and can still be a contributor in this offense. Do you guys see it any differently? I just don't want to touch it. I mean, may, if I'm going to – maybe I'll, maybe I'm the cheapest option guy and I go with like $1 on J.D. McKissick and just, <laughs> and, and just avoid Rawls and Lacey altogether. I'm not touching Lacey with a 10-foot pole. Okay. I, you can't pay me to touch right. Lacey. I, I wouldn't touch Lacey. I'm I would, like yeah. you where I thought from day one that Rawls, when healthy, would eventually become the guy. Right. And it was one of those situations where 12-team leagues with friends and things like that, I was willing to take him – as the fourth or fifth running back, and just kind of wait for it all to play out, and here we are at this stage. Yeah, and I, I thought Rawls would give Carson a run for his money early in the season, and the two would have to. And I thought Rawls would win, but Rawls got hurt. He did, you know, he had the bad ankle yep. for the first couple of weeks of the season. Carson looked good, and the rest of it was going to be history until this. This feels like a discussion we could be having again and again, pretty much every week. It's yeah. sad that every single running back is getting every opportunity, and no one wants it. Nobody <laughs> wants it. Uh, let's go to the wide receiver position. Will Fuller available in over half of leagues? I think that changes radically this week. He'll be huge. Yeah, he might be the number one be, pickup. I think he will be. He will be a top pickup. Uh, the fact that so many people need running back help because of yeah. things that have gone wrong. Okay, I took some heat on Twitter for this because you, someone asked you on Zabe's radio show about Will Fuller, and you kind of dismissed That's, it. Where yeah, I was you a need to, you need to prove it first. Yeah. I'm of the same school. You need to prove your worth to me because keep in mind he had what two games last year where he, I think he had 100 yards to start off, and then after that he averaged something like three catches and 36 yeah, like yards 40 per game. Percent of his but stats bad quarterbacks, like with Watson there, even though his numbers weren't great yardage-wise, targets-wise, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt here. Yeah, I just, you know, the, the temptation is to say his Fuller's inconsistency was a product of him being a young player and having terrible quarterbacking. That's He's fair. another year in, Fuller gets better. He's got obviously dramatically better quarterbacking. And even if you're wrong – you're not committing your entire well, salary. Well, how much to would you pay? Well, you're just, oh. Scott, you're just saying that you, you this might be your number one bid. Probably 30%. Oh, but for me, 10 to 15%. This is a mentality thing for me. I go light on wide receivers sometimes, yeah. and I usually need these guys. It's a mentality thing for me because I draft heavy PPR, and right now we're not talking about any substantial injuries to receivers, so chances are I probably drafted well. 10 to 15% tops. In Danny Amendola's three appearances, he has 19 targets, 15 catches, 100 receiving yards, and or a touchdown in two of the three games. And in his last six games with Edelman out going back to last year, 
His average game, six receptions, 69 yards. So what do you think of Danny Amendola available in over one-third of fantasy leagues? I think this is a contingency situation. If I have Tom Brady, I want that handcuff. If I don't have a lot of Patriots like uh, James White, Brandon Cooks, people like that, then I, maybe I'll splurge to get some kind of Patriots juice. Outside of that, it's a standard 20% commitment. With that defense, they're going to have to pass a lot, a lot. to stay in games. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, prob- I'm probably on the side that I'd, I'd lean a little more. But let's keep in mind, injuries matter too. He does not have a clean record of no, playing that is six, true. seven, eight weeks not, in a row without being nicked up. Devin Funchess uh, blew up last week <laughs> after disappearing the week before that. Apparently, if you're the, if he's playing against the 31st ranked pass defense, he's no good. If he's playing <laughs> against the 32nd ranked pass defense, Devin Funchess is suddenly awesome. It's all game script. Ten of his 11 touchdowns come with the when the Panthers score at least 28 points, and eight of his 11 come when the Panther when the total game score is over 60. Mm-hmm. It, that you, doesn't happen with the Panthers very yeah, often. You, you need an explosive game for Funches to matter, but he does have opportunity. Olsen is out uh, at least for the next five, six more weeks. It, it sounds mm-hmm. like it sounds like he'll be back later in the season. But right now, I'm not spending a lot on him. I'm not counting. Uh, he's only a matchup play and. Barely at that for me. I like him very much, but at the same time, assuming that I drafted well and we haven't any injuries, he's he's a non-essential person that I like. So probably 10 to 15% tops. 10 to 15%. He gets the Eagles, Bears, and Bucks in the next three weeks. Funchess does. Two of those three teams rank in the bottom three Ooh. against the pass. Bunch of nice well, like Scott said, that's a matchup play. Yeah. Uh, Jerron Brown is actually your leading target receiver for the Cardinals, not Larry Fitzgerald. Go figure, right? Uh, He gets uh, Eagles and Bucks are neck. It's next on the docket, and those teams are again two Mm -hmm. of the three teams in the bottom three among in the uh, in the NFL against the pass. So now you're looking at (laughs) excuse me, Jerron Brown as a potential guy to bypass JJ Nelson, who doesn't get targeted very often. Do you uh, do you have any interest in Jerron Brown? Some it's it's very crowded, and I realize that Jerron Brown, outside of Larry Fitzgerald, is the wide receiver snap leader by actually quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, so I do have some interest. I'm a little more interested in some of the players we've already, already talked discussed. about. To okay. be honest, I've already hitched my wagon to one Cardinal on the PPRN, and it's a tailback. So no, no interest. All right. at all. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're giving seventy percent to Andre yes. Ellington, so yeah. you can't give your other thirty percent to Jerron Brown. Mike Williams should be. <laughs> I think there's a decent chance. That it comes together this week, and he and we we see him in uniform this week. There's a chance, and if it's not this week, it's coming imminently. He's available in over half of leagues. Is this the week that you move on, Mike Williams? Oh man, that is smart. Chargers, Mike that Williams, is a smart play. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that is that is a smart play. I hadn't even thought of that to be honest before you just said it right now. But yeah, that a ten a ten to fifteen percent dart throw. It, it could be a one because he's off radars, like you mentioned. Yeah, it could be. It could be really. Yeah, you could, could get be a for, one. You could be a one dollar guy. Yeah. Here's the, yeah. Here's the deal. The caveat is that a lot of people have forgotten about it. I cannot forget – let's keep in mind, Beckham basically had the same situation. I think he missed three or four games his rookie mm-hmm. season where everyone had basically said, this guy is a bum, just hope that he gets healthy for next year, and then he rocketed for double-digit touchdowns at 1,300 yards. That, I will take – I will gladly take – I will match your $1, price is right style, and we'll go $2 or oh, whatever. Nice, nice. You know, because There's a lot of competition it's there. Worth a, it's worth a You guys flyer. hit all my talking yeah. points when I wrote up Mike I'm Williams sorry. earlier today. <laughs> I hit the Beckham thing. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, some, no, I didn't read no, it. Yeah. Don't apologize. Okay. Uh, I hit the Beckham thing, and then I, I reminded people, here's your problem. Keenan Allen, Travis Benjamin, Tyrell Williams, Hunter Henry, Antonio Gates, Melvin Gordon. 
How does Mike Williams, who I think is a great talent, I mean, first round, middle first round pick, just like Odell Beckham was. I mean, you know, there's a lot to like about him. He's got, he becomes the seventh guy to try to get fed in this offense. That's the problem. Here's the deal. The Chargers had, what, two long passes against Eagles on Saturday? Somebody needs to fill that void that Allen cannot provide, that 10 to 15, 20-yard window, uh, especially going over the middle and things like that. Williams can provide that. I don't know if he's got the speed to do it. Big really? body guy. and you know, no, I, What I, just, I was going to say is Keenan Allen plays in the slot a lot. No, no, no. Actually, no. He needs to do the stuff that, that when Allen is being covered, like somebody needs to fill that gap. Sorry, I should have oh, okay. articulated that. But, <laughs> I, yeah. I was confused for a half second. Uh, I get it. All right. Last thing I'm going to mention. There are, there are no – I don't believe there's a quarterback worth discussing this week, so I'm not doing quarterbacks. Okay. Tight ends, Charles Clay still available in twenty percent. Just go get shocking. Him. Just go get him. And I'm that, so let's just mad leave at it this. at that. I mean, you know, I don't know who's you, you I don't know, know who's missing the boat on no, this. No, I've written you know about this him is? every single uh-huh. week. You know what right. this, this is twenty percent, twenty one percent availability, whichever site you got it from. Nineteen percent of those leagues are leagues where you probably don't start a tight end. Or deadly. Yeah. Man, it's there's yeah, no it's excuse. Gotta be, yeah, you're, you're not, tight, especially because so many tight ends stink this year. The, people are trying to find tight end help. Going is, back to last year, over the last eight weeks, he is tight end two. Wow. Tight end two. How about that? Come on, people. This isn't fancy baseball where you ignore your team after the all-star break when you're out of the penny chase. You are in the, the thick of things. There's no excuse for Charles Clay not being on your roster. All right. Last thing I'll mention, uh, kickers. Because a lot of a lot of times you you know you drafted your kicker and then you fall asleep and you you know somebody nudges you after week four like we are doing right now yes go change kickers I happen to I happen to swap into Greg Zerline in two oh, of my four, four leagues last week wow that was it, hey there was no luck involved in that okay. I saw seven field goals coming you did I absolutely nice. did <laughs> absolutely he's available Zerline's <laughs> available in sixty seven percent of leagues here's another name if he's gone. <clears throat> Kind of. Kai Kai Emi Fairbairn, uh, available in ninety five percent of leagues, in uh, and the Texans are putting up points. I mean, look, the main thing you care about with kickers, you want a kicker on a team that that goes crosses the fifty a bunch of times. You want guys that are kicking behind an offense that's going to provide opportunities. He's made um, three of four field goals in his last couple of starts. He's um, he's not he's not a great kicker. I'm not suggesting he's the next Adam Vinatieri. But if you want a kicker on a high-powered offense who's available in virtually every league for the bye week, here yep. you go. Can yep. I say something real quick? Please. I try to Absolutely. tell people when I write, once the buys come, do not grab a kicker on that Wednesday. Wait until somebody that has a bye week that cannot afford to have two kickers dumps somebody like Matt Bryant, uh, the a good kicker. Lutz from the Saints, who who the, the Redskins have Dustin Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Just wait till. Yep. He gets dumped, and then you can pick him up on a Friday or Sunday, and boom, you're set for the rest of the year. Yeah. Ah. Before we go, I want Charge to try to pronounce his full name. Yeah, I've done this. um, I've actually done this once on our Buffalo Wild Wings TV show. We uh, (laughs) we did. We played around with this. The full name of the Houston kicker, whose last name is Fairbairn, (laughs) is the first name is Ka Im In Miaka. Iko Keko Upa. I think that's right. I, I, I got it. I know. I don't got no brag. It's perfect. But it's, I, it's, I, his father can't say it that well. That sounds like <laughs> a promo for Nick, Nick Cage in Honeymoon in Vegas there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah. guys. Thank you. That's uh, that's the week five waiver wire. You can get more details and see the full article that we've written up at fanball.com. <laughs> 